Yeah. The, the strategy is just a tool to be used. Yeah. Okay. And tools As can be used incorrectly. Sometimes. And it's not the tool's fault. It's still your fault for using it incorrectly. Right. So let me give you an yeah. example. I had to do some work on my, my water sprinklers recently. And I had a, a hose, hose clamp that I was tightening down with a uh, impact driver. That's stupid, apparently. In retrospect, I can tell that's really stupid. But I was just like, I'm just screwing it in. It's really fast. And I, I'm, I'm not going to do it too tight. That broke my hose. <laughs> it was like this hard piece of plastic. It wasn't the tool's fault. It's my implementation with the tool incorrectly. It's not the right tool for the job, right? Um, Which is why we have the tool with the tool. You tool uh. with the tool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's like somebody's using that and saying, oh, the, the reason why my hose is broken is because of the impact driver. It's like, no, it was you that used it. <laughs> it and so when we have a tool, we have a tool for cash flow purposes. We have a tool for growing your accounts really large. We have a tool for diversification and all of those, right? They all come together. But when people must possibly, let's just say phase one with these cash flow ideas, right? They start misusing the tool. Mm. Who's, whose fault is it, right? It's used for a specific way. There's only so many ways. I don't use an impact driver to drive a nail. So what are the secrets? How do some of the most successful entrepreneurs find the freedom that we all got into business for in the first place? How did they find the time, energy, and resources to launch and scale strong? And how do entrepreneurs like us align our time, money, and energy in a way that will allow us to reach what we set out to achieve? These are the key questions, and this community will give you the answers. Welcome to the Prosperity Movement. Welcome everyone to the Prosperity You podcast. Um, this is a place where we like to meet. We are the, the internal team of the Prosperity Movement. Um, and we like to talk about certain topics um, to help our community. And not only that, but even folks that are not yet members of our community to help them understand where we're coming from, how to be successful, how to build generational wealth, how to protect your assets, those kinds of topics. Obviously, we don't do all that in one episode. We pick a topic every week uh, to go over. So I'm excited like, for today. It's like rich dad, poor dad, but the who and the how instead of just the what. Yes. Yes, exactly. So um, today we've got a good topic. Um, I would say it's it's very foundational, actually. So when we think about trading as a vehicle to make money the key to trading is being consistent right and part of being consistent is having the right level of confidence and so i actually want to ask aaron a little bit about that and um what what do you think aaron in terms of the right level of confidence to have consistent results what does that look like for you well, to be honest, I mean, I hadn't even thought of this until because I, I got into I started becoming aware even of trading like over 20 years ago now. Right. I was just kind of a punk kid when I first got into it. So I learned a lot of stuff along the way. And I didn't realize um, <clears throat> at that time, like it never occurred to me the importance of um, the consistency in trading because anyone can get lucky and win once or twice or even for a week or a couple of weeks or a month or whatever. But like um, once you get into it a little bit, you're like, okay, um, that's cool and all. And people can show big numbers, but like 
I want to know now at this level where I'm at it and in my life, <clears throat> like where, you know, are they still there six months from now? Like, where are they? Right. And so as I was going through this whole process myself um, and sometimes seeing good results, but then other times like taking big hits and losses, I'm like, you know, I'm clearly not a consistently winning trader um, <clears throat> and actually took a lot a lot of work over um, several years to kind of come down to what that was about, like why that was the case. And it seemed to happen. And I've heard this from a lot of people too. The transition seems to be like a lot of times, even when you've got the strategy down and you're like really doing well with it on demo, but then you switch over to live and suddenly you start losing, right? And you're like, what the heck? just happened. In fact, I've had it where I'm like, is the broker changing the charts? All right. They, and then I put, I've literally put them side by side, right? Like demo with live just to see, are they, is the, is this the broker? And it took a long time for me to like, come to the conclusion. Okay. This isn't the broker. This is me. <laughs> 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 like I'm doing something different or wrong here. Right. And, um, uh, you know, not to get too meta or too psychological or, or dig into like too crazy stuff, but like, I realized that, um, <clears throat> there were some, like, uh, I was lacking the confidence there was like a lot of anxiety in me that that followed me everywhere. And it was like this kind of chronic thing in my gut all the time. Sometimes I was aware of it. Sometimes I wasn't. Um, but definitely there were like some stuff and like you could call them traumas, I guess, from my past. And everyone has a story and everyone's had bad experiences. And those those can um, definitely affect us emotionally. Um, and a lot of times, at least I'll just speak for myself, just kind of burying negative experiences that I really didn't want to be dealing with. Right. Yeah. Um, and thinking that just because I buried it out of sight, out of mind, but no, um, it pops up throughout life in different places um, unexpectedly. And in one of those places um, is trading that it seems to come to the forefront because you're in these, you're in this high stress, heightened emotion, emotional state. Right. And so this is a, a process over a very long period of time. It took me to come to the <laughs> to this realization and conclusion. Um, and uh one of the things, one of the things I mentioned in my emails is like, you know, why in the world do 97% of traders who trade, they can trade a 65% winning strategy? Why would 97% of those traders still lose a an otherwise profitable strategy, mm. right? And this is something I've come to over many years. It's like, it is it is that lack of consistency comes from um, a like a lack of confidence or dam something damaged or something like not quite right, right? I think we could even summarize that the lack, the lack of this confidence, you could say is emotion. Like it is emo yeah. it's emotional, emotional, emotional <laughs> trading is what causes the phenomenon that you're describing. I also yep. find it hilarious. It's really not funny, but it kind of, I don't know. It's kind of funny to me. Um, 
<laughs> where when people are struggling in trading, the first thing they do is they just try to blame everything else. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> including like they get all conspiracy like and like the broker like made it's me. The broker. Yeah. Well, like, let's let's be fair. That that kind of is a, a habit of people in general in, in, in right. life. You know, if life's not going your way, <laughs> you blame That's everything true. else. And just just one thing that's kind of a little off topic here that you just sparked a thought of is uh, I have a, a friend who posted on Facebook a, a like a meme that was like they say money won't solve your problems and then underneath it goes no you're wrong it would solve all of my problems I needed to do this and that and I had this build up beef paid for and this food and all of this and I was like okay. So if the truth of the matter is that when you, this is what almost everybody does. The more money you make, the more bills you have. You get a bigger house, you get more things that you maybe don't need, you get more materialistic, you start buying. Your problem doesn't go away. You just created bigger problems with more income, right? The problem, the root of the problem here is uh, pro for, for some people, it could be a lack of, of budgeting skills or, or their uh, their eyes are bigger than their pocketbook kind of thing. For others, it, it, it may just be a, an idea of like they're, they're kind of, they don't believe in themselves to be able to go do something more meaningful or impactful with their lives. Or there's a plethora of reasons of why this might be effect, like money might be an issue temporarily, right? The, the truth of the matter is there is a solution to get out of that. Okay, there are solutions for everybody to get out of that. And then when they when they go into something like trading, and there's there's going to be some hiccups, of course, or you're not gonna be perfect right off the bat. Okay. Um, when you go into there, then of course, if it doesn't happen exactly how you want it as fast as you want it, then there's there's again, well, there's there's a problem that's not me, you're, you're, you're outsourcing somewhere else. And that's an emotion, right? It's called pride. And uh, yeah. of course, a lot of us have been conditioned to believe that too, like the way that we're brought up with our school and the government and everything's like, you have to go work hard, and you've got to do all these things, blah, blah, blah. And it's all and the truth of the matter is, well, it kind of is, but just because it's, it's not working perfectly for you right now, doesn't mean that it's something else out, outside of you. Could be. Like, I, there, there, I'm, I'm trying to think in my head all these different routes that we could go for what, what's a reason and what's excuse. And so mm. I'm trying to talk to everybody listening. There, there's some, some things are actually good reasons, but I think what Aaron is saying is that there probably is a lot more excuse in our own heads and trying to blame outwardly rather than looking inwardly and seeing what you can do to improve. Right. And the yeah. thing about uh, it, the thing about the that problem. is, yeah, the thing about that is too, man, is um, in our minds we think it's legit, right? Like, like some people. I mean, for for at least some of us, right? Like, some people are like think that this is a legitimate excuse. Like, they're trying to find. Um, they're not just like specifically. Some people do go out and try to find excuses and try to make excuses. But some people, a lot of people, well intentioned people, I think don't realize that they're even like doing it. Um, and, you know, it comes out of pride and different things like you said, but absolutely Stupidity. dead on. We, yeah. we, we, we talk about like, you can't overcome a problem, like no point in living in a problem. Right. But some people don't realize they have a problem. And if you can't identify a problem, you can't find a solution for it, which is a big problem to have. Right. Like some people just don't they're not aware of it. I was in a coaching session just this this last week and and this uh, lady, just absolute sweetheart. She can tell like you used the word trauma earlier, like her identity has been in so many different areas. Like I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm a farmer, I'm a like the list goes on as the things. And she's like, I'm just having such a hard time. I just listened. I just let her un unpack the whole thing. 
She's like, I just have such a hard time focusing because while I'm sitting here in front of the chart, I'm thinking of laundry over there. I'm thinking of this over there and I'm thinking of that over there and I'm thinking of this over there. And I'm like, keep going. Just, <laughs> just, just, just right. let it all out. And then she finally was like, oh, <laughs> like, you just need to talk it out. Now that you know what the problems are, what do we have for solutions? And then, I mean, we started diving into like, getting to the truth of who you are and the identity. I'd, I'd rather listen who God says I am to, than to even in my own mind, right? Yeah. Because there's so many people walking around with, I'm not worthy happening as a dialogue in their head. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. You know, all the things that are happening outside of them, their their identity is in what they're doing or their identity is in what's happened to them. Their identity is in what's in their bank account. Their identity is in what so-and-so said, whether it was past or present or constantly being said to them. And none of that is true. But that I feel therefore I am syndrome is real. Mm-hmm. If I feel right. insert like I was just having a conversation with Zach yesterday. I'm like, dude, I've been a grump recently, bro. I'm actually kind of feel a little embarrassed about it. I've been super incredibly grumpy on almost every single call that I'm jumping on. This is not who I am. I had to identify it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. and he's like, Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. You got to look at the circumstances. But but listen to that. The circumstances. Because, hey, guess what? Even life for guys that are making lots of money. Hey, there are billionaires out there that have they're in a they're in a relationship where they're they're with a disgruntled wife or they have somebody in their life like a, a, a like whether it's a woman or a, a man these days, just saying <laughs> you don't even know anymore. That is making your life really challenging. And that can really soak like you you bring that wherever you go more. You you don't have to, but most people do. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just the reality of it. And by the way, I'm old fashioned. And I believe what the Bible says about a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. Just saying, um, just had to throw that out there because there's sure a lot of people even like, identifying as cats that, in yeah, school nowadays. Just saying. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, James, I do want to. Uh, I know you raised your hand a while back, so go ahead. Like, what is this about? I think it's about consistency with what we were talking about in emotion. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I liked Brian's words from last week where he used the word solutionary. And I, I think I would put myself in that category. I wouldn't have used that term prior to hearing it from Brian. So thanks for that, Brian. But generally, um, every time I've had someone come to me and say, the strategy, this, and then that happens, and then, then the strategy, and it's the strategy, and it's your fault on the strategy. And I say, do me a favor, open up your statement. Demo or real, I don't care. Open up a statement. Let's scroll back on the chart. Show me how that statement agrees with that strategy. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. There's not a trade on there. There's a buy entry. Is that on your statement? No. Where's your entry? miles away what are you doing it's not the strategy is it so why yeah. you like have you got a pin and you do oh, when it gets to there you know <laughs> you're sticking a pin in your computer screen how are you picking these trades because it really isn't the strategy and when you point that out to people then you're taking them to task and whatever you think is an excuse whatever you think is a reason shut up wipe your nose and there is the real answer right there and the and strategy I, is just a blue tool and red, green that, and red, whatever color you want to call it. There's the answer. You're not doing it. Yeah. 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 The, the strategy is just a tool to be used. Yeah. Okay. And tools As can be used incorrectly. Sometimes. 
and it's not the tool's fault, it's still your fault for using it incorrectly, right? So let me give you an example. I had to do some work on my my water sprinklers recently, and I had a, a hose hose clamp that I was tightening down with a uh, impact driver. That's stupid. Apparently, in retrospect, I can tell that's really stupid. But I was just like, I'm just screwing it in. It's really fast. And I, I'm I'm not gonna do it too tight. That broke my hose. <laughs> it was like this hard piece of plastic. It wasn't the tool's fault. It's my implementation with the tool incorrectly. It's not the right tool for the job, right? Um, Which is why we have the tool with the tool. You tool uh. with the tool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's like somebody's using that and saying, oh, the, the reason why my hose is broken is because of the impact driver. It's like, no, it was you that used it. <laughs> it and so when we have a tool, we have a tool for cash flow purposes. We have a tool for growing your accounts really large. We have a tool for diversification and all of those, right? They all come together. But when people must possibly, let's just say phase one with these cash flow ideas, right? They start misusing the tool. Mm. Who's, whose fault mm. is it, right? It's and used for a specific way. There's only so many ways. I don't use an impact driver to drive a nail. Right. right? Like, <laughs> if... And, James, okay. if that if that person, so in that in that example where you say, "Hey, pull up your statements," if you weren't there to have them pull up their statements, look at the chart, and point out how they didn't follow the strategy, they would continue to move on, believing that they did do the strategy correctly and that the strategy didn't work for them. Correct. Which and they'd be in that percentage that the brokers say this many people lose. You're the it, cannon fodder. That's that right there we we talk about feedback loops we talk about like some of the most wealthy people in the world including elon musk say that the most valuable thing that you can have is a feedback loop how many people are out there right now the most frustrating thing you can go through i don't know for me it is anyways i i say i don't lose there's no such thing as losing i learn and then i come back and dominate you can't beat me I promise there's no such thing as losing with me. I will I will crush you. You might have some sort of moment where you can you can like offset something, but I will learn, I promise, and then I will crush. <laughs> but my point in this is there's nothing more frustrating than to be in the position of not knowing what you're doing wrong. Cause there's so many people yes. out there that are like, I did everything it said to me, told exactly. me to do. And it's like Anything worth anything. Like I've got a cousin is a, a, a was a professional. He, he just he just um, he just retired, but he was a professional NHL hockey player. He was in the, he was in the show for over a decade. I watched this guy, you know, literally when when he was going through novice and Adams and Bantams and then juniors and all that kind of stuff. He was always a year ahead. He was the youngest guy on the ice, but he was the best player on the ice. He was the captain of the team, even though he was always the youngest. He was one year ahead of everyone. Then he gets to the show and he was just a regular second line player. Right. But point being, though, too, is through that process, you don't get into those positions because you went on YouTube and learned how to shoot a puck. Right. <laughs> he practiced relentlessly every day and he was surrounded by really amazing mentorship. He also paid extra. His parents paid extra for really amazing mentorship, went to some of the best hockey schools out there. This is like right. So when people come over here, what do they get that's different than just being on YouTube? You get a feedback loop, a true feedback loop to show you the errors of your ways so that you can expedite your process to excellence. Right. And that's that's the whole point here is is the big problem is, is that I would say that 92, 97%, whatever the percentage is of people that are out there trying to learn right now are doing it 
all by themselves with an element element of pride and ego. And then the interesting thing is, is that they'll they'll learn a strategy and they'll play around with it for you know a few weeks, few months, and then it's like you said, the strategy's fault. So I'm going to go learn another strategy. Meanwhile, well, then they improve the strategy. They should have just stuck with it and maybe got a really good feedback loop because yeah. it's the consistency that's going to get you the cash flow and no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. To get consistency, you've got to give consistency. And that's mm-hmm. the way of it. We, we, uh, we're in a fortunate position with our live trading sessions in that we've got, I, I've used the term a few times in the sessions now, and I've said, I'm happy to be judged by a jury of my peers but did I not say this? And did I not say that? And is that not that right there on the charts? And, you know, for me, that's it. The proof's in the pudding then. So if you're there saying, <laughs> well, I didn't get it. It didn't work for me. Well, we're all here together. It worked for us. Yeah, yeah. and it's not about you being did. prideful and being correct all the time. James, It does. I don't think it matters to you personally, except for, like, no. you know, the fact that you want to see other people get the result, right? Absolutely. So it's yeah, like, absolutely. I was right, I, I told you so. I get goosebumps here exactly. and here. I only get them. I don't know why I'm only there and not there. I only get them when they do well. Guy gave me goosebumps today with his results and what he's doing. And that was what did he do today? He was got like a hundred the other day, thirty eight pips the other day, hitting yeah. smashing oh, out seventy five percent ratio. I've been watching you, guy. Man, <clears throat> look at you! And how cool is that? Thirty five at the open, thirty five no. pips at the open. He's just popping in the chat here. Thirty five yeah. pips at the open. That's yeah. so cons- like watching this consistency. How long yeah. has guy been with us now, Zach? And how long has he struggled? Let's be real. So he's been with us from the beginning. So um, going, we're going on over three years. We're moving into the four-year mark. Well, not not with the trading. And Guy, were yeah, you? I haven't known him that long. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at when Prosperity Movement started. Guy was one of the first people to sign up. Yeah. Um, because he knows our intent, he knows our character and he trusted us and, and look at that good thing he has. Right. And then, uh, I think guy, you started getting really consistent, um, probably around tail end of last year. Um, so, so I guess that probably took you. I guess 10 months or so to start getting real. I consistent. remember calls we would have where he would call fiery fury like and me too like we were both frustrated with the fact that ah what the like he and and just i know he'd be okay with us sharing this two years this month he says when travis let's take a look at this when travis told me what trading was with convert on on demand or convert on command and we had leads on demand a few months prior to that so yeah we were doing uh another another thing guy a long time (laughs) yeah we've known him we've known him a while but yeah it was uh it's just been amazing to watch because and again i know you'd be okay with this guy but guy he grew up with a learning disability i mean so did i so like um, there's nothing to be ashamed of but what a testimony man like this guy is just relentless kept on showing up and you know it it took a year for it to kind of kind of start to click for him now that doesn't happen for everybody we're seeing guys like Hunter Boudreaux right now completely coming and dominate out of the gates. We've seen guys like uh Nick Nick uh Koenig. Nick's, but Koenig, Nick Koenig, uh Paul, like the list goes on of the people that are coming through here and just completely dominating almost out of the gates. 
but and also coming from other places and losing and being in a deficit coming over here and seeing completely different results did you did you read what uh hunter said on the on the chat today what did he say here he says yeah everyone needs to find what works best for them and on the discipline front i can't tell you how many courses or programs i bought that yielded no results Mm. part of that was the support and training was subpar i actually want to get it on screen here he says it was subpar and um Part of that was myself and my mindset. So taking extreme ownership. But I think eventually you get to a point where something has to give. You either give up completely or get tired enough of losing money and spinning your wheels and realize discipline and self-ownership is the only way you're going to get to where you want to go. And Paul jumping in like the godfather over here. Yes. Listen to this kid. You know, and that's one of the things that separates or the, the huge differentiator between prosperity movement and these other trading programs like this guy's talking about, because like they don't get into this kind of stuff. Brian, you mentioned something really interesting um, earlier. You said, I don't want to even think about myself what I think about myself, right? You're like, I want to believe about myself what God says about me. And we can get into that, into that loop, even just so like, I just want to say this. If you're if you're struggling, you've been trying to get trading figured out for a long time and you feel like you're doing everything right, right? Um, I think there's a couple of things that come into play that are sometimes outside of our awareness level. The first is, and I talked about this in some of the, the emails, but like, is our identity? Like, who are we? And not, mm-hmm. not who do we think we are? Like mm-hmm. Brian said, I don't even want to believe my own thoughts about myself because you can believe a lie all day long mm-hmm. and and <clears throat> that will affect to you a lie a lie can be a lie but if you believe it to you that lie is the truth right and so your your behavior reflects the belief of a lie then right we see it all day long on social media all the time mm-hmm. um and so we need to know who we are like and i speak from a point of my christian faith like I believe who God says I am in Christ from the Bible, from scripture, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And he says that, he says we're some pretty amazing things, right? Um, And so even if, even if you say a little, even if you're like, um, you know, I think I'm pretty good or I have a pretty positive self-image, but if you're trading and you lose a trade and, and you say something like, oh man, I'm such an idiot, right? Well, that's coming from somewhere and it's a lie, Right. And so, like, I would say, be aware of those little indicators of what you say about yourself that just kind of slip out of your mouth because they're coming from somewhere. I believe they're coming from your heart. And like I said, it could be coming from multiple things, whether it was something that someone said when you were like, I'll I'll never forget, like just high level here. Teachers right in front of me told my parents, don't expect much of him. He's not going to amount to anything. I was being defined by I was being defined by a diagnosis. Okay, And. That stuck with me for years, man. Like I was angry, frustrated. I I did not trust any teacher, pretty much any teacher. There were the odd little teacher here and there that would pop up that I would have respect for. But I just, they were all lumped into one thing. And so I struggled in school just because of that one moment. I took that with me and it took me a long time to be able to get to a point of identifying that was part of the lie that I was living. Oh, yeah. You know, and then like little things like 
people might not be aware of this and, I, and I'll share it openly because you don't know if you're walking around with this bullshit, but I walked around. There's this scene in Goldmember. Daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair to change my underwear. Daddy wasn't there. You know, seemed he didn't care. That sort of thing. It's a funny scene. It's hilarious. I absolutely love Mike Myers and I love that movie and it's hilarious. But if you're living in that, that's a that's a reality. My biological father wasn't in the picture. So I felt I feel therefore I am not loved, not good enough, not worthy. And that came with me to the point where I'm admitted in the hospital three times for drug and alcohol induced psychosis between the age of 17 and 21. Right. And then it took this big pinnacle moment. Where I'm, I'm literally like I'm, I'm, I'm over a hundred pound, way over, like I'm over three hundred pounds at this point. I'm lost, like addicted to crack, cocaine, avid drinker, two pack a day smoker, lost in porn. I had phone with like five hundred phone numbers in it. You can imagine drug dealers, all kinds of, I don't like to say bad people, but people making really bad decisions. And all of a sudden, I'm crying in front of the mirror. The mirror has like you can't lie. Like you can mm-hmm. lie to other people. You can lie to yourself, but I dare you to look in the mirror and then try and lie to yourself. Yep. I dare you. Look so into, I'm like literally look into your eyes in the when you're looking at yourself exactly. in the mirror. Exactly. Like so this is what I'm doing in the mirror, and I'm looking at myself. I'm like God, and like I'm having a conversation. It's like God, I know you want more for me. This is not the life you want for me. And all of a sudden, like I didn't hear Morgan Freeman voice or anything like that coming from the sky. But God, God speaks in conviction. He speaks in prompting. He speaks in, uh, you know, through other people like you've got to be able to discern through that. But all of a sudden I had this prompting that I have these 500 phone numbers on my phone. Hey, Brian, you got to delete all those phone numbers. You got to get a new phone number. No calls going out and none coming in. And I walked into the gym the next day. I remember seeing all these beautiful people and how happy they were. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going for it. Started playing with the weights. It hurt too much. So I went to the <laughs> work on the, on, you know, the treadmill and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, six months later, I had personal trainer high leveling it here. Lots of people got involved, got given a book called Body for Life by Bill Phillips. I lost over a hundred pounds. Wow. In, uh, in six months, I had been on medication my entire life defined by diagnosis. Check this out. This is this is this is what it was. This guy right here lost inside himself. So all of a sudden, this is the outcome wow. of just a, a consistency of walking into the gym every single day. And wow. you can do that with anything. It doesn't matter. Like the difference, like everybody on this call has some form of addiction, whether it's the way that you talk to yourself in a negative way. Could be your phone, could be alcohol, could be drugs, could be anger, could be fury, right? Like we have addictions that we need to be able to identify to be able to find solutions to problems, right? To be able to overcome those things. If you can't identify it, you can't overcome it. Right. And so whether or not that's in your health, your time management, your relationships, your finances, your trading, like you've got to be able to identify these things so that you can become the solutionary that you were created to be. And that's that's a whole nother, you know, podcast session on the story of the talents. But I, I digress. There's so much, so much uh, jam and all that stuff. I think I think the topic of addiction is actually pretty pertinent because we we do hear a lot of people say, like if they go through like a revenge trade situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we hear them say is, is like, um, you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop mm. do is they disempower themselves by saying something like that. Um, <laughs> the reality is 
you you were lacking discipline in that particular situation. So it's not that they were addicted to revenge trading. I'm not trying to say that, um, but it's it's a similar. I don't want to say it's similar. That's probably not the right respectful way to say it. But by saying that you can't stop something, you are immediately giving up your own power. And the reality is you do have your own discipline. Now, if on the flip side, instead of saying I couldn't stop revenge trading, and by the way, if you don't know what revenge trading is, it's this thing that happens with traders where if they have a big loss, or even if they it starts with a little loss, they have a little loss and they go, ah, it's okay. I'm going to make it up right now. I'm going to make up for that. And then they have a slightly bigger loss. Um, it's okay. I'm going to make up all of this. And then they have trying big... to feel that dopamine. They're trying to hit that yeah. dopamine hit. They're yeah. trying to get that, yeah. that rush. Yeah. And it, it might it's... be adding more position or moving the stop loss against right. themselves and doing stupid things. You know, yeah. it's like trying to get sober and still buying more whiskey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you, you've got a. I, I do. I, I did a comparison thing the other day. I said, "Are we traders or are we gamblers?" Um, technically, we're counting cards. Uh, also, when you sing the Kenny Rogers song, we know when to hold, when to fold, know when to walk away, and know when to run. And we must know when. Uh, and the charts will tell us. So technically, I and mean, certainly where I live, we're spread betting. So it is gambling. But then there's no tax. Um, uh, but there's more than a 50-50 chance if you do it properly it's high probability and low risk but you yeah. still got to use discipline only if you follow your preset rules yes right and so and this is where i'm i was trying to pull that so so brian you used to struggle with alcoholism and now all the all the things right <laughs> well let's just go with that because the only I, thing i didn't put in my arm was a needle but outside of that anything <laughs> you could put in a needle i pretty much put in my body in some way shape or form nothing to be proud of but yeah keep going <laughs> but now like now and i know there was a point there was a period of time where you did not want to have any alcohol at all but now you can enjoy yourself and socially have a drink um, correct yeah and the reason for that is you have a predefined set of rules for yourself with what is Correct. acceptable and what is not. That's yeah, it. I, I went over a decade, no drugs and alcohol. Um, and now I'll be honest, I, I, I in Canada, THC is one of those things that is legal and we're Canadian. eh? <laughs> anyway, so every once in a while, I introduce that into into my world. Um, I'm just being real. Um, and then, yeah, like when it comes to alcohol, I will not allow myself to get to a point where like I'm waking up and my eyes feel like they're in a desert in the back of my head. Like I, I need to be able to focus. And I know what that, I, I mean, I was with Travis this week and, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy a few gin here and there. Uh, they don't have Caesars in the States. They got bloody Marys, which are pretty bloody disgusting, but um, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I have a few and, and then I just knew that this is the time that I need to stop because I just intrinsically, I know that if I keep going, I'm going to wake up feeling like a bag of, yeah. But the, the thing is, or the, the trick to all of that, Brian, I think, and going back to kind of what um, Zach said here is you have that preset, those preset rules for yourself, but you follow them. And what? Tying this back to trading, we set, I mean, I set rules for myself when I was not in a heightened emotional state, but then when you slip into that heightened emotional state, it's like you're on autopilot, right? 
you the the emotions take over and your logical brain is no longer in charge right and so i think that's where coming back beforehand when you when you were struggling with these different addictions you didn't have a solid sense a keen sense of identity or who you were right uh yeah Um, i was lost in that like i said i feel therefore i am like it was i wasn't worthy it wasn't good enough i'm not unloved and all that kind of stuff like that that was the dialogue i'm I'm stupid like all that kind of stuff i'm a failure that was what i was constantly living in and it's interesting you say this though with the emotion part because if i'm in a in a negative emotional state i will not drink that's one of my rules if i'm in a negative emotional state i will not drink to try and prove my scenario Mm -hmm. I, i will not drink to try and improve a scenario now if there's reason to celebrate and things are going good. Sure, this is a good moment to have a drink or two and be in a good setting. But outside of outside mm-hmm. of that, like I'm not drinking to improve my life anymore. And that was the thing yeah. before when I was doing drugs and alcohol was to try and fill a gap. It was you can't fill a god sized hole with drugs, yeah. drinking, cigarettes, or money. You can't or sex even. Like I'm be honest, that's another one of my things. All of a sudden, I lose all that weight. And I let go of the drugs, but now doors were starting to open. Women that wouldn't open the door for me before were now opening the door and everything else. So I went down a whole different train of like Gene Simmons for a while. And and I think the I think that's what's really key is when you you're not doing the alcohol or anything in a negative state. And I think that that's how many traders argue with their spouse. And then they're like, oh, I got to trade because I said I was going to trade at this time. And then they mm-hmm. sit down to, try. <laughs> oh man. You're it's taking the... it in with you. You're pulling it in with you. Challenges, by the way, number one cause of loss on the market. Mm-hmm. Number one nope. by far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. just, yeah, if you're, if you're going through a big emotional spat with your spouse or your significant other, it's trading is the last place you should be. The first place you should be is honing in on, if you, if you can hone in on that challenge together as a, as a couple, as a, you know, perfect right. place to start. But if you can't, and you're in a whirlwind with that, like there's so many hot topics around, like there are people that don't even realize there's a narcissist in their life and, and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like this, there's people can be bloodsuckers, man, life, life leeches. And that's, if you're dealing with that, we need to address some of those things for you to become successful in a lot of the other areas of your life. How many people here, you know, you, you don't even realize you're in a toxic relationship. You're all of a sudden 50 to a 80 pounds heavier than you should be. And you're wondering why, you know, like what, yeah. what kind of whirlwind spiral are you in? Like we all hear about the dad bods and all that kind of stuff. Well, that is unnecessary. It shouldn't be happening. If it is, what's causing it? What is causing it? Yes, it's your habits of James would say there's a chocolate bar in the cupboard and you know it's there. I have the discipline to leave that alone. My wife doesn't. (laughs) But like, so what is triggering that? Like now we know the problem is, is that I'm eating too, too much or, or I'm eating all the wrong things, but deeper than that, why? Yeah. Why? Why do I not have discipline? What's causing to trigger me to do this? You know, a, a cool thing about this that you're saying right now, too, is I think that one of the most unidentified um, thing, I can't think of the word right now, things that people need to do in order to get to the next step in their life and their journey with their goals, right, is to address the need for change. 
Like I, I don't know any success story of any level, moderate, high, any in between, doesn't matter. Any that people didn't make changes with their life in general. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, one one of the guys that I follow a lot, I think one of the coolest things that he's he said that stuck out to me was he goes, "I'm not going to offer you a scam." And a scam is defined by anything promising to change your life without you having to make changes. Mm. Which I think is pretty cool because all we're talking about so far on this, on this is it's not so much how do you push a button to trade, it's how do you change your yeah. way of thinking, maybe some bad habits. How do you change the necessary things that need to change in order to see the changes you want? Again, this mm. back goes back to the let's address the problem. Your money is not your problem. <laughs> your problem is what got you to a point where you don't have enough. Okay, we gotta go figure out what that problem is. Right. And so, yeah. And how are you labeling yourself? Like, let me give you an example, right. like a dick, like, okay, we, we're talking about addiction. Do you actually consider yourself an addict? Because those 12 step programs, like, like the, the Bible says that I am is the most powerful thing you could ever say. Anything you put after it becomes true. And so now if you're labeling yourself an addict, once an addict, always an addict, yeah. how much guilt and shame is associated with that? And how much are you going to live in that torment for the rest of your life? You're basically in bondage to that label. I know that God would never label me an addict. And I never did take that label. I had an addiction to this, or I have an addiction to this. Now I have control. Mm -hmm. The addiction doesn't have control of me. I have control of the addiction so long as I can label it properly. What's the difference between addiction and ambition? It's simply where you point your energy. And there's a small little line of like, you know, you can take that energy of addiction. Like, what, what did I do? Instead of doing crack and cocaine and, and drinking avidly and two pack a day smoking, I, I just shifted to going to the gym first thing in the morning and first thing after work and boom. I just replaced it. It was replaced with something positive. So cool. You have an addiction to something great. Identify it and then replace it with something proactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too comes down to, I mean, some people watching right now, their eyes may be being opened. Um, just being aware of it, aware, like awareness is huge. Right. Um, and it's not just, um, so identity is what it's it's like this this balance between how our identity and our mindset and our thoughts um affect our action and how we how we um like there's this thing in copywriting right Zach where Chris Rocheller talks about it's um he talks about emotions and feelings are different so the emotion is actually the chemical response that takes place in the body. And it changes your body's state, the state that your body's in, right? And it creates a feeling. So emotions and feelings are two different things. And in this process, the autom autonomic nervous system comes into play. So like the part of the nervous system that, um, controls our automated responses. So like, for example, um, our heart beating or our, <clears throat> our liver filters toxins from our blood, it's all automated, right? Mm -hmm. um, when we slip into kind of like that, that automated state of mind, um, a trauma can trigger 
right? Because it's it's actually in the in our body's DNA. Um, they've shown scientifically, like it is reflected in the DNA of our body. It can even be passed from from parents to offspring, right? We can be with generational. Yeah, yeah, generational, exactly. And so um, just being aware, like aware of that too, like there are certain processes that our bodies go through. So this isn't just, um, it's not just mindset. Our mindset, our identity literally controls this domino, this like domino effect throughout um, that slips us into like a different state of mind, like during that period of time, right? So we are, we're spiritual beings, um, we're, we're spirit, soul, and body, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one thing Zach said uh, a long time ago that stuck with me, in fact, I stole it from one for one of my e- emails, was he said, nothing puts a mirror in front of your face and shows you who you are like trading does, right? <laughs> like right. you so cannot true. escape it. And, and the balance in your account does not lie. The data is staring you right blank in the face. And I really believe with all my heart at this point, um, after so many of the experiences that I've had, that this is the key missing piece to why that 97% is so high, right? Yeah. Why so many traders do fail. They they get stuck in these loops. So it's like, if you're having trouble with discipline in your trades, um, you've got to dig deeper. You've got to look for like, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep repeating this this? pattern right and it can be as simple as something um that happened to you like most of us have dysfunctional upbringings right um many 50 percent, maybe it's over now have been through some sort of divorce um you know i, I know i have and it's definitely affected me like <clears throat> all these different things that happen throughout our life and what do we do we repress we repress we repress well, that's got to go somewhere, right? And the answer is, it goes into ourselves, and it goes into our sense of identity of who we are, right? It affects our mindset. It affects everything. You marinate, you marinate in it in some way, shape, or form, right? Right. But the interesting thing is, is you still have you ultimately have power over it. It's not supposed to have power over you. It, you no. you allow it to have power over you, but you do mm-hmm. have the power. Like even in my parenting. Like I had enough power yesterday to, to identify it with Zach. I was like, dude, I feel like that that gr- like that grumpy guy in the garbage can in Sesame Street, crouch, whatever. <laughs> grouch, right now, yeah. like I genuinely like like this is how I feel, and this is what's been manifesting itself on these calls. And like I have to shift this. Like, so I had to identify right. And even as a dad, like I hang out with my kids, and I'm dealing, and, I, and I'm getting frustrated because the kids aren't listening or whatever the case, and they're just being kids, right? And then it's interesting that the moment that I just shift my energy and I move from, oh, this better not happen or I'm going to blah, 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 you know, like to pause, take a breath and be like, man, you're my child. You're my kid. Like, I love you. Like, I'm so blessed to even be here with you right now. Like, 
holy, incredible. And then all of a sudden you just feel the entire energy, the, the energy inside of me, my shoulders come down and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and then they can feel it and you see their whole body and, and everything change. The whole atmosphere all of a sudden changes. It's like, you have that power to like, this is why I always say happiness is a happening. It happens to you. It's circumstantial, but joy is something you can choose. You can choose it at any point in time. Doesn't matter what's, what's happening. You can change so the channel. Beautiful about this. That's what's so beautiful about all of this. That God has given us the ability to choose. Gift and, of decision. That's right. Gift of decision. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You have the choice. You can choose at any time. Right here, right now. You can make a choice. This is it. I'm I'm done living this way. Or it's time to make a change. It's time to implement something new. It's time to surround myself with the right people, understanding that power is in proximity, right? It's time for me to, hey, I had to delete all 500 phone numbers, get a new five, new, new, I got a new five in here. I'll go filter through that here soon. But look at the what's on screen right now. When they say that the five people you spend most time with, that's a direct reflection of pretty much every aspect of your life, including your bank account. It's interesting. Like, like this is, this is my, we got, I got my five right here, you know, like, and, and the prosperity movement has five by fives, five by fives upon fives by fives, man. Like it's, it's one of those things where if, if you have not thought about these moving elements, it's something that we need to assess, address and take action on. And you can, and you should. So, Yeah. Because so, it, I guarantee it. Oh, sorry, Zach. No, you're you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was going to. Oh, go so ahead. Talking sorry. about consistency, right? Like, as we as we're kind of wrapping up, um, I think we we've talked about having discipline, a preset of rules before you trade, avoiding negative emotions or emotions in general when you trade. Um, these are all different things that we've kind of covered. One of the things I always like to say is consistency in trading is not about winning. It's about not losing. And everything that we just talked about where it was advice on how not to lose, <laughs> right? Um, that's what it's about. It's just about how not to lose by getting your identity straight, by following all these things that we've been talking about on this podcast. Um and so I, anyway, uh, sorry, Aaron, I didn't mean we to were conditioned. Oh, no. We were conditioned for that, Zach. We were conditioned because when right. you, you go to school, you get a big F, big red F on your papers. And that's like the end of the world. It's right. Like, horrible. True. How dare you? You failure. So now every time we quote unquote lose, it's the first thing that we think is we associate it with failure. It's right. Like the end of the road. Meantime. What are some of the most successful people in the world? Elon Musk is like, ah, the difference between me and anyone else is I fail faster and probably <laughs> like way more than most people at yeah. any given day. But I don't fail. I don't lose. I learn. So it's just a perspective shift. It's again, the difference between addiction and ambition. I'm just going to shift my energy. I'm going to shift my focus on it. I don't lose. I don't lose. I don't know about you. Losing doesn't count. Hey, Jesus, his name is victory. He lives in me. I'm victory. Okay. That's who, that's who he says I am. I am victory. You are victory. We are victory. That's who we were designed to be. You don't lose. You learn. And then you conquer. You were created to have dominion and power on earth as it is in heaven. On his behalf, you were made in his in his image, divine purpose. 
created fearfully and wonderfully made. I can go on and on and quote from the good book on who he says you are loved unconditionally, unequivocally, irrevocably. You know, that's the truth of who you are. And when you can just admit, submit and commit to that, it's amazing what you can do in every other area of your life and all the four pillars of prosperity and in your trading. And failure itself is defined by falling down and getting up one less, getting up one less time than you've fallen down. Right. And, and the idea behind what Zach is saying earlier about learning how not to lose is that losing, if you, if you think of it this way, is like the championship, right? The big picture, the goal. Failure can happen and then you learn. You don't lose, you learn from failures and go forward. And if you right. give up or never learn, then that's where you lose. And so we're going to teach you how to not lose so that you keep going and you actually go to the championship and win. Okay. And, and that looks different for everybody. Okay. I fall like a whatever cat. that goal is at the end. <laughs> that's that's the championship. You just got to get there. Sometimes <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have a, a failure here or there that you're gonna learn from, and then you're not gonna lose. Okay. So I'm putting my fall like a cat kill you. On, a, on a mug now. That's the new mug. <laughs> I didn't I hear it. Like, what, what do you say? He said I fall like a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> I fall yeah. like a I don't give your sorry, that was that was a that was a dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> I got nine lives too. No, <laughs> Brian, you have a link. You in burned the chat. through those during your previous years, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In my previous years, I'm pretty sure I only got one or two left after all that, for sure. Anyway, yeah. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're live with us, uh, we just want to encourage you to do your due diligence and dive into the content. We have something special for you. It's called the blueprint It is completely complimentary. Should you jump into this link? It is normally $47, about $470 worth of value ish in and around there. This can completely change your life. I had mentioned earlier that, you know, I went through this big transformation um, with my health and that's obviously not what we're here to dive into, but it's the principle I read a book. It was called Body for Life by Bill Phillips. In that book, it prepared my mind and it prepared my heart. And then all of a sudden, my results soared, lost over 100 pounds in six months. And the list goes on. The blueprint is very similar to that concept. It's going to prepare your mind. It's going to prepare your heart. It's going to give you everything you need to succeed in your trading journey, including aligning you with a championship team that is going to help you back engineer your dreams. All you got to go do is click on go or type out go.prosperitymovement.online forward slash prosperity team. Book a time in the calendar. Take it seriously. Go through the material. It's three hours worth of material. You can watch it at 2x speed. If you've never taken a weekend course, which I believe that that's very far and few between. So many people will take a weekend course to be able to, you know, get a little piece of certif- certification that'll help them earn a little bit more money. Put in that time, jump on a call, see what your options are. We've made it very attainable for the average Joe and Jane. We're talking about maybe a hot date once a month worth of investment in regards to money, not McDonald's, dinner, movie, wine. Yeah, to get access to six, seven, and eight figure earners for them to help you guide you to your goals. It is unparalleled support. You're not going to find this anywhere. Jump in now. And I believe that we're extending for one more week as we launch into September, as we launch into the fall, a 
I think we're, we're reduced our tuition about 47%. It's the lowest it's ever been, the lowest it's ever going to be. If there's ever been a time to jump into that calendar, today is the day. Now is the time to start to stop drifting and start accelerating into your excellence in the mighty name of the kingdom. Let's go. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys. Woo! Bye.